And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean we come in to the year 2021 thank god it's time for another edition of the weighing in podcast the very first of the actual new year so let's get rid of 2020 get rid of all that crap the covid stuff can go to hell i had a lot of fun with it thank god i think i'm done with it but you stayed healthy you athletic specimen my man josh thompson what is up you know, knock on wood, knock on wood. But what the, my head, knock on wood. I, I really, honestly, I really believe that I already had it. I feel like I had it back in February when I got back from Ireland. I was miserable. I remember you got really I sick. I was really sick for that fight. And I got back and I was just horrible. Anyways, I, I thought I got it, I think. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, we, we travel a lot. You just recently oh. got it. I don't know how you would have got it. You're living the fucking sticks. You know, did you get it from the trees and the birds? Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, there's some goddamn fucking groundhog somewhere. I live in I live in the fucking city and I'm around. I mean, I'm around everyone. I have a gym. I'm at the gym. I grapple and roll and do all this other stuff. You know, um, I do wear my mask when I go out in public. You can't go into any place so without wearing a mask. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I don't have any problems with wearing a mask, you know, especially if I'm going into someone else's business and that's what they want. Hey, whatever. It's your business, man. I'll do whatever. If I need to buy yeah. something from you, it is what it is. Uh, not a big deal. I just, I've been blessed enough to not, you know, not get it. But the thing is, though, is well, I feel like I already had it probably back in February, but I went and got tested for the antibodies and they said no. So... I don't know, man. Who knows? I mean, I'm around people all the time. I'm working out all the time. That might be because I'm healthy. I don't know. I mean, I do a lot. I do take a lot of vitamin D every morning. I do D3 every morning. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? So did I. It failed lucky. me. <laughs> <laughs> just lu- I don't know, just lucky, I guess, so far, like I said. Uh, knock, knock, knock. Um, yeah, otherwise. Oh, hey, real quick. I wanted to give a quick plug to our boy, uh, Mike Beltran, baby. Kiss shirt out there on Howitzer. Uh, you guys can check it out. Uh, he's got his own shirt. Awesome, awesome shirt. Nice design. Cool. You know, and what, uh, is, hey, what does it say, though? Take a look at that right there. Now, turn it back around. Says, so I'm the man. Says, I'm the yeah. man. But what does it say when your face as a skull looks better than the actual face? <laughs> it's so mean, man. <laughs> Pull it up a little bit. So mean. So mean. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I love that, man. It's even better That's- now that it's covering my face. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's perfect now, man. Yeah, it's really good. You know, Mike is the absolute yeah. you know, patriot. He's Mr. Uh, Mr. Everything when it comes to the United States. So it's a good shirt. People should go support it. Yep. And, uh, it's and it's dude. got that. It's got that beautiful look on the back. Oh, that's it's awesome, man! I love the fact he's got the little. Uh, yeah. He's got the big beard going on. The oh yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, not to mention he's my favorite referee. So it's like you know. <laughs> 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 oh man, I love it. Good stuff, man. If you guys, I think it's uh, what is it? Howitzer Clothing. Howitzer Clothing. Howitzer Clothing. Go there, check it out. Check out some of the uh, Couture. I think has a uh, shirt also with them. As well, yep. I think, and then um, yeah, they've they've sent me over some shirts. I love their stuff, man. The quality of their shirts is nice. I yeah, really, I really nice. like their stuff. Um, all right, well, let's jump right into some news, man. Let's get right into. It. Let's go right to Izzy and Jan Blahovich. Is is uh, set for UFC two fifty nine? Uh, what's that yeah. date? March, right? March that, something. No, that date's February. I thought. Is it February? 
Is it? Well, it might no, be at the end of February. It might be March sixth. March sixth. So, okay, yeah. Yes, it's scheduled two fifty nine on March sixth. Because fifty seven is the twenty third. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, what's your take on this? This fight. What? Like here, let, let's look at it a bunch of different ways. Did he go up there as soon as? Did he go up there because John left? Is that your take on it, or do you just think it was the right time for him with a new champion? Like, hey, let me get up there. I think it was a bunch of things, and I think you know, right now, people are going to sit here and I, I'm a homer and I'm trying to put down the UFC, which none of it's true. I look at it and I go, "This is a smart move." Yes, for the UFC, a very smart move because you know, just as simple as it gets. As soon as John Jones left that, you know, light heavyweight division, said, "I'm going to heavyweight." the luster really went out of the light heavyweights for the UFC. Yeah, Blahovich beats Reyes and he becomes champion. And he's a good champion. Yeah. I, I, I take nothing away from him. But it's as soon as John left, it, it really takes a lot of the luster and polish of that division, which has been a stalwart of their you know, entire, entire roster. The light heavyweights have been you know, awesome for a long time. And now... It just doesn't have that same aura about it. And Izzy coming up into it, I think, helps elevate that aura back, you know, getting towards something that, you know, when John left, kind of left with him. Okay, I disagree. I think that... That's yeah, okay. I, no, no, here. I, I agree with you that 205 has always been, like, their pillar for their, their organization. It's been a big period. one for a long From time. From Tito yeah. to Chuck to, yep. you know, all the guys that were there in the, in the middle there. I mean, it's true. that It's been the pillar, I think, for the UFC, period. Um, I just, when you get into it, I think it, 205 got stale because John was so damn good. It got stale. People just got tired of watching. They didn't get tired of watching him. They just, they're like, ah, John's going to win. There was a little bit of that came back when he had the DC kind of thing, but then he beat DC both times. What? Two times? Three times. He beat DC, you know, and it just was, it was that it got stale. There was no one else that was really excited people like DC did for John yeah. and other guys that were legends before in the sport that he was able to fight and beat. It just, it got stale. Like people were like, ah, oh, John's going to win again. Sure. Let's watch him. Maybe he'll do something tricky, but his fights also, I think it seemed like to me, John just got a little bit bored though. I think he needed well, something new. You can't, you can't blame him. No, let's I be can't. honest. We uh, talk, we talk all the time about when you're the champ, you have to find things that motivate you, you because you're the guy with the target on your back. And when you were the champ, you know, even though there was moments when he wasn't, when it was stripped from him and things like that, he's been that champ since what he was 26 years of age. Yeah. Something like that. You know, we're talking, you go back and you know, how many title defenses, he had title fights, title defenses, you know, I think it, 13 or 14. Yeah, I would somewhere say I would have thought 15. Yeah, somewhere in there. And, and you look and you go, man, you know, after a while, you got to create things to get you excited about fighting. And I think that's part of what was his move to, you know, the heavyweight division. He's got to get a little bit excited again, and this is going to do it for him. So it's a, it was a good move for him. I, it's a good move for the sport. It's a good move for the UFC overall in their heavyweight division. And I think it's a good move for Izzy to try to jump up there and yeah. create that, you know, that situation. The real question is, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if he does beat Blahovich, are they going to make him give up one of those titles? I don't think that they're going to make him give it up because at 185, they, the, 
the pot needs to be it needs to settle. Like he's wiped out that division and he's beat pretty, them pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. And so there's no one really that's coming up. Let them settle up who's going to be the interim champion when there's an interim champion that comes about. And oh my God, you you're starting to sound like Paulo Costa's manager. Oh, there needs to be an interim champion at 185. Guess what? If not there yet. does, not well, yet. if you know, okay, I'll say it. If there does, your guy ain't gonna fight for it. Yeah, I would say not, not a, yet either. That's just not gonna happen right now. Yeah, the only one that would be willing that should be willing to get that that shot would be Whitaker, like in terms of the next title shot or an interim yeah. title shot. And then there's yeah. got to be someone else in that mix. But now, like that's my other point. My point was is that there needs to be some dust settling amongst yeah. the the ones that are below Whitaker to see who's going to fight Whitaker for an interim title. Until then, like I think they Izzy can just go up to 205 if he does win. I mean, I'd like to see him stay there probably and just drop the 185 pound because he's beat all those guys. It's no different than what we were just talking about with John. John went up to heavyweight. Yeah. There's no reason yeah. for John to come back down and try to fight Izzy. If no. he, He's got guys in front of him now that he needs to fight. And, yeah. I mean, he's got his hands full. I mean, uh, Stipe is a little bit on the older end, but he's super good, really talented. He's, you know, he's good all the way around. He's a big guy, naturally a big guy. You know what I mean? Uh, same thing with Nganu. Uh, You've got other guys. I mean, it's it just makes it makes it interesting i i think this is like you said this is really good for the ufc the fact that I think so. he bounced out of 205 he's created some hype now around the heavyweight division because it was it's stagnant you know it, it got it got kind of stagnant towards the end when dc well, was trying to get the brock fight he held up the division stipe held up the division before that it was like this it was never the, the heavyweights were never fighting very actively and so it got stale there for a little bit. I think now John coming up, there's plenty of guys for him to fight. And if Engano beats or he fights Stipe and Stipe wins, it's like there's excitement there. From what I'm hearing, John's going to get the next title shot, which I think he should. Okay. I, you know, I mean, I think he should roll right into a title shot. You've had you've been this dominant for so long. Why not? Come on. He, he's the light heavyweight champion for, again, besides you know, moments when it was yeah. know, taken from him or whatever. He's been that light heavyweight champion for how long? So he has to prove himself? No, He's proved no, himself. He does not. He he definitely deserves a straightaway title shot against Stipe. It's just the way it should be. I think at this point in his career, though, I, as I well. Do feel, I do feel bad for Gano, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. God damn, man. I feel bad for that guy. That's fucked. Like, this yeah. guy, you know, um, I think that at this point in John's career, though, it's perfect for him. It's perfect the fact that he, you can tell like with some of his last fights, I don't know if he's slowing down or if he's just the motivation's not there. Things are yeah. just different. But he is I getting think we're going to find out, though. He is getting to that age, though, where the speed is will tend to slow down and fighting the, the heavier guys, he'll have a chance to excel his career longer and keep it longer and fighting you know people that are not as fast, people that are not as athletic. Let's yep. be honest. I mean, there'll be one. Both guys there don't wrestle well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Stipe does, but... but Height wise, he's right up there with those guys as far as oh, height, yeah. what is he six four? Six well, John, frame, six four. Frame wise, he's still as far as reach, yeah. got a better reach than any of them. Yeah. You know, he's six foot four. He's his frame is absolutely big enough for all of them. It's a matter of he needs to put on some quality, you know, muscles, yeah. some quality weight in his legs and that area as far as, you know, pushing and driving and stuff. But he he will have no problem yeah. fighting in the heavyweight division. Yeah, I think he'll be successful there. I think I'm excited to see what Izzy does in the 205 pound division because the guys like um, like Reyes that are tall, long, lanky, um, guys that hit hard, super aggressive, Santos, uh, these guys. I mean, like, 
It makes for fun fights. It makes for a lot of fun fights. Who else is in that division there? Glover that Teixeira. Glover's, Glover's been sitting. He's waiting. He's just waiting. <laughs> I know he's sitting right at the Poor end. Poor fucking guy. You were talking about feeling bad for someone like Same Nagaru. thing, man. I feel bad Same for thing. fucking Glover. Yep. Jeez, man. He's going to wait till March for the fight to happen. They're going to have to wait another six months for it to happen after that, whoever wins. And then are they going to have him fight? And he's at the age he's at. If Izzy does win, they're not going to have him fight Izzy. They're like, ah, Izzy's going to do a tour, you know, and be on the Wheaties <laughs> box. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things. Could it's, be. It's, you know, he's young. He's super exciting. I don't know. They're going to they're gonna find a way for Glover not to get that fight if it, if it does come down to Izzy. Glover's going to be some poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it makes for fun fights. You got Glover, you got Tiara, uh, you got Santos, you got Reyes, you got um, I don't even know how you say his last name, Rakic, 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 yeah, Rakic, and then you've Rakic. got uh, Yuri. Rakic is good, you know. Anthony and then you Smith. got yeah, you got Yuri. Yep, yeah, yeah, you got Yuri. <laughs> Yuri's he's just he's funky man. Oh, he's, he's totally funky. funky. But man, I'll tell you what, man, he's he's tough. Yeah, that dude is. You could beat him with a freaking lead pipe and he'll stand there and look at you and go that doesn't hurt yeah it's gonna be fun i think yep. it's good i think it's good for i really believe this is a good thing for the ufc in terms of if izzy does win he'll probably i think he probably should stay there let the or let the two or let the 185 pound division settle itself to see who's going to end up fighting for an interim title and then after that let's do it you know he go back down yeah. maybe knock someone out and then move back up maybe that's a lot it's hard like we saw this a little bit with the Max Holloway situation where Max went up thinking he could fight Dustin. Well, Dustin had already been there and put the weight on properly. He had fought in the, yeah. in the, in the 155 pound division. Max went up and it didn't work out. Didn't pan out. Just your body's got to get used to carrying that weight. And Max, I'm not taking anything away from Dustin, but Max just didn't look like the same fighter at 155 that he does at 145 because his body just wasn't used to carrying that amount of weight for a training camp. And during a fight, he's normally a little bit lighter. So I don't know. Max is one of those guys where we talk about weight cutting doesn't help, but it feels like with him it did or it does, or he just didn't do it properly in terms of going up to the 155 pound division and trying to fight a fucking beast like Dustin. So who knows? All right. What else is news? Well, give me some more news there. Gian, is this our last week with you? Uh, actually, Dave says uh, he's asking if uh, you would like me to come back next week because he feels like he needs to do a uh, quarantine. I, I I don't care if we ever see Dave again. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna make Gian a star, buddy. We're gonna make you man, a star. Man, it only takes it only takes a couple of weeks, and man. you are you are forgotten around oh, here. Man. This is horrible. We start calling you Podcast Gian. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, so said John Jones has no intentions of ever going back down to light heavyweight. You Smart. and I, we had this discussion a while back, and I, I just, I was adamant about the fact that no, John's going to come back to to spank Izzy, and you're like, he'd be dumb if he did. I didn't, I didn't disagree with that. He would be dumb no, if he yeah. did because going back down, losing the weight you just put on to get up to heavyweight, didn't make, ever. didn't make any sense. None. What are you trying to prove that you can beat a 185 pounder when you were exactly. 205? Didn't make any sense. And but it, if, if if here's the whole point, if you're you know John's got this thing about you know he wants people to say that he's the greatest of all time. Okay, whatever. That's you know the choice for everyone to make. But the greatest of all time, you don't go chasing people yeah. into other weight classes. They yeah. come to you. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's a, true. Just it's true. Just a thing for you. Yeah, it's true. They come to you. Yeah, it's true. And who knows? If Izzy does well at 205 for a year or two, maybe he, bounce, he, maybe he bounces up to heavyweight. I mean, he's got the body maybe frame to get there if he wants. I don't know if he'd carry oh, yeah. the weight that well, but he's he's tall, long, and lanky like John was. 
I just, I, that's, that, that body style has just been proven that it works really well in this sport. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just crazy to think of all the guys that have had such success in this yeah, sport. I mean, just take a look, through, you know, when you take a look at the weight classes, take, you know, you can take a look at Figueroa at, at flyweight. All right. He's actually very long for that weight class. Yeah. Okay. So you can go to, you know, the 135s and take a look at what's happening there. Corey Sanhagen yeah. is, you know, looking really good. Very long, very lanky. Peter Yan is not that long. No. Average as far as not fighting ability, as far as length. Yeah. But, you know, you start looking at a lot of guys and Max Holloway, you talking about him. He may not be the champ at 145, but he has that exact. Brian Ortega. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's what I was going to say. You know, he has that exact body style. And then you look at the champ is different, Volkanovsky. But now the guy that's going to challenge him in Ortega, he's got that body style well, too. Well, at so. 55, you've got Charles Oliveira's long. You've got Dan uh, Tony Ferguson, Dan Hooker. These guys are all, you know, uh, who else is in that weight class? Right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good guys there that are that are long oh, and yeah. lanky like that. So, yeah, you yep. got Tony or Connor, Connor McGregor. What the fuck? Yeah, tall, long, and lanky. You know, yeah, all those guys. You get a couple of guys. You guys, you, you get certain guys like Khabib who don't ha don't have that, but he's a big guy for that weight class. People don't realize that they think because he doesn't look long and lanky, but he's got fucking some thick ass legs. You know, he's just a just his trunk is it's just he's just a big thick kid. His lats oh. start at his ankles. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. got cankles. He's got cankles. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> he's got the cankles. So, I mean, uh, Usman. Usman's long and lanky as well. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a big guy. I, I, first time I ever saw him, I was like, God, that guy, he's so big. I had, I'd only seen him fight one time before. I was like, I cannot believe you make one. Every time Minus. I look at Douglas Lima, yeah, I go, him and, and Pahea. Are yeah. the guys that amaze me that they make 170 pounds? That's true. Yeah, I you forgot know? about Pahea. Pahea yeah. is just, he's got to have hollow bird bones, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, it says Khabib expects winner of Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier to fight Duh. for the title. That means that one of those guys, after that, they will fight for the title. I don't know against who, against Khabib, or is it going to be a vacant nah. title against somebody else? I don't think it's going to be against Khabib. It ain't going to be against Khabib. Um, I don't think so either. I think he's going to, the title will be up for grabs against him and whoever else. So uh, whoever wins that, it's it's going to be a good fight, man. I'm excited to see that fight. That is a good fight. It's going to be fun. But I my my biggest problem with it is I don't see where the, the difference other than mindset comes in to play. Mm -hmm. Because it was mindset, in my opinion, Connor definitely got into Dustin's head, made him mad, made him angry, wanted, made it so Dustin wanted to hurt him. Yeah. Not the way to fight, come in out and fight. So I think Dustin's smart enough. He's going to realize here's a mistake I made. Won't make the same mistakes, but I just don't see what they bring as far as matchup wise. I still think that Connor creates a lot of problems for Dustin. Yeah, he does. The accuracy of his placements of his shots yep. the, the just being on target with everything he's just very accurate with where where he's gonna hit you where how he mixes it up from well, the push kick to the inside dustin, leg kicks all those things du dustin does great when he controls distance yeah. when he controls the distance man he you know he uses his length and he makes people miss and he counters he can't do that with connor that's yeah. the problem the one Here's with Dustin though. Dustin to me has matured so much since the first time they fought. 
he's he's just a complete he he's technically kind of probably still the same fighter but maturity wise fight iq wise all those things he's matured that's what will make this fight a lot a lot uh tougher for connor this time around i agree i think connor also is going to believe that dustin is kind of still the same fighter when in reality he's not maybe technically he is but we saw with the hooker fight that Dustin was able to make adjustments throughout the fight and then start to run away with it towards the end. I thought that was one of those fights where I was like, oh, Dustin's got this. Dustin's, you know, he's going to, he was having a hard time. And Ooh. then he made the adjustments. He made some calculations. He started figuring out the the pressure and the range and all that. And he started putting some leather on him. But he can do the same thing, I think, with Connor. He's got to be very cautious the power of Connor yeah. McGregor. But um, if, if you're looking at one thing, and this is, I know it's, it kind of like gets blended in with everything. Dustin knows, hey, if you can make him work past his comfort zone, he gets tired. And he does. At a five-round clip, I've yeah. seen it too many times. Too many times. It's not, and it's not that he's not in shape. He's in yeah. shape. He just needs that those moments that he needs to be able to step back catch his breath and then come forward and be the guy in control and the guys that have given him trouble are guys that don't let him breathe mm-hmm. guys that keep the pressure on the nate diaz's mm-hmm. the khabibs those guys made it to where he doesn't get that breath he becomes a different fighter so. yeah okay so I, I agree with that in some of his past fights but i think in the late we only fought khabib he looked pretty damn fresh coming into the third and the fourth round. He looked fresh. You know, he just, I just, I, I don't know if that was so much a fatigue position. Like he looked, he looked good in the third round. He looked good coming out for the fourth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he, he looked good in the third round because the man he was fighting yeah. needed a break and took the round basically off. He didn't go after him, which that's what he needs. And as soon as he went back after him again, how tired was he in that fourth round? Well, it didn't, go, tired. Long. It didn't go long. <laughs> he was tired. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 I wouldn't say it was so much, I don't know, maybe it was. Maybe you're saying, maybe you're seeing the tiredness. I didn't see the tiredness. I just saw uh, that he was getting out positioned and there was nothing he could do. So, I mean, I know that that's exhausting as well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can also, that all of that can be done in a different fashion on the feet. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it, it really depends. Like with Dustin, right? When he fought Hooker, he was the one that had to go ahead and just bite down on the mouthpiece, walk forward, put pressure, make Dan Hooker fight going backwards. And that's when Dan Hooker started to get more tired. You know, yeah. plus it looks like Dan cuts a ton of weight, you know? So as the fight goes on, you put that amount of pressure because your body able to hold up in the championship rounds after cutting that amount of weight. So we'll see, man. I, I, uh, I, I'm giving it, I'm thinking that Dustin's going to have a great, a good performance. I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Connor, but I think it's yeah. still it's going to be obviously a lot better than the first fight. Okay. But I think it's going to be I think it's going to be closer than people think. I don't know if it's so going to go the distance. I don't know if it's going to go the oh. distance. Um cuz here's the no matter how smart Dustin is about his fight fight IQ and how he's picked it up and gotten better with it, he still has that dog in him. And like, <laughs> you know, and when he feels like he's getting caught, he'll bite down and start coming forward and that that could lead to something uh, that could lead to getting knocked out if you Please keep doing it. Yeah, because yeah. the power. I mean, the thing that Connor has is he's got power, 
You can't yep. you can't debate it's that. Smack. That's not debatable. So should I, I'm I'm excited for that fight. It should be a good fight. What else is next? But look, look at the fight that's the co-main for it now, because that's official. What's the co-main? It will, it will be Dan Hooker against Michael Chandler. Yeah. So so here th th we talked about this. We said that it yeah. was going to potentially be like we said like it goes from a five round to a three round. But Dana also came out and said that they're talking about doing co-main events that are five rounds. We'll so see. this could be a lead in to that five round fight. I, doing doing co-main events is five rounds. I could see he just brought this up what a little before Christmas. I think between 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 Christmas and Thanksgiving, he brought it up. If you're gonna have it, I could see it be in this fight. I'm just saying, I could see yeah. it be in this fight. So if that's the case, I mean now you've got co-mains and mains that are gonna be five rounds. What is your take on this whole five round situation, though? The fighters not getting paid more money. They're not getting I'm, points on the pay per views. I'm the first guy to tell you, I like the five round fights. I do okay? like them, especially if it's the main event. I'm all for it. Anything past that, you know, championship fights or championship fights, those have to be five rounds. I'm okay. I kind of like the five round, you know, main events because it makes it just a little more special. Yeah. If I'm a fighter past that, you can take your co-main and stuff it in your ass. It's crazy. Okay, I ain't doing a five-round co-main. Yeah. Okay, you want to put a title on it? I'll do a five-round fight. I ain't doing it because, oh, you want to be entertained more. No. no. Because it's you, you got to figure, again, this is, this is your career, and those can be moments that are taken off of your career. Yeah. You know, if that's one of those, you know, five-round wars, well, that's great. You gave two extra rounds that you'll never get back, and not just in not just that night. You gave it no, every no, day no, you no, trained no, for that it. fight. Yeah, two extra From, rounds of grappling, two extra rounds of wrestling, two extra rounds of sparring, two extra absolutely. rounds of mitts. Your body is a fucking Ferrari, and it yeah. needs to be fine tuned every damn day for you to get to this fight. I've talked about this a long, long time ago with BJ Penn when we first started doing the five when they first UFC first started doing the five round main events. And I was like, I was like, bro, I don't know how you guys are doing it. Like you're train, you're having to train for, he was always a main event. I'm like, you have to yeah. train for five rounds every single time. It just, it didn't make any sense. I, I, I backed it when I said, look, if it's a, if you're not a, if it's not a championship fight, you wouldn't be fighting five rounds. But if you're next in line for a title shot, like the winner of this fights for the title, then I, I back it only based on the fact is I want to see what you perform like in a five round fight. And if you can make it to the fight, getting through your camps. That to me as a promoter, you're like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. Let's get this on with the five round fight. The winner of this fights for the title. Let's see. Let's see what you got in a five round fight. That to me made sense. Outside of that, just for every main event, it didn't make sense to me. I just feel like you're just you're knocking years off your life. Years, you're you're, years you're wearing the you're, machine out, man. And not only that, but then your your length of your career now is shorter, which means less time yeah. for you to make money. And if you're That's not right. getting, none of them are getting caught. You're not getting extra compensated for the, for the extra rounds. Nope. They're like, no, that just means that you're a main event. I mean, there is there like for me, there was, I don't know if there is, I would imagine there is for most people for the main event. I, I had a, a bonus in there for me being the main event. So there was that plus I got points on pay-per-views as well. So there was, there was, that was worked into the contract, but I never fought pay-per-views. So it was, I was always on Fox. And so it was like, <laughs> but I was the main event for that. And then there was also like another thing for some other stuff anyways but you you got to have those little things in there to make sure you're getting paid on the main event status you should be getting a bonus for being a main event you know and 
uh, you should, I think you should, I feel like you should be getting compensated a little bit more, just a little bit more for being that. Not just the bonus, but a little bit more in your fight purse. If they're but, asking you for two extra rounds, yeah, and you're not fighting for a title and you're not the main event, you should, you should definitely be compensated somehow. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I don't care what promotion you're yeah, fighting for. This is true. It's just the way it should be. Um, Figueredo wants to be more valued by the UFC would like pay-per-view points. <laughs> of course he would calm down, buddy. I, I would like pay-per-view points too. I, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, I really like him as a fighter. I like, um, what he's done for that division, but he hasn't quite done it enough yet. Yeah. And so for, for him, I get what he's already kind of planting the seed, but yeah. Here's the thing, though, is that you haven't been there long in terms of being the champion long. You're real, you're probably already going to start rubbing them the wrong way with comments like this out of the media. These are things that you just deal with with your manager and your and in the behind the doors, behind closed doors. I, I'm all for fighters being vocal, but there's certain things you should be vocal about, certain things you shouldn't. This is not one of them. When you start having discussions about money in the in the media, you're really kind of rubbing the. You're rubbing the boss the wrong way. It doesn't matter Rubbing what promotion you're in. It doesn't matter what promotion you're in. Any promotion. I did I did I had a couple times where I had said some stuff about money back when it was Strike Force and Scott called me up. I was like, hey, you don't like it? And I was like, uh, let me take my foot out of my mouth. <laughs> oh all yeah. of a sudden I'm getting that taste. Yeah. I think I put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I'd stepped in dog shit and then put it in my mouth. It was yeah. fucking horrible. But I mean, like when it came, and that, there was, it was a learning curve. I and mean, when you're younger, you think it's going to last forever. And the reality of it is that it's not. And when you rub the wrong people the wrong way, you know, it's, uh, it could affect your career later on. So just bite down on the bullet, man. Bite down on the bullet when it comes to those type of conversations in the media. Well, put, put in those performances like you did in your last one. Oh, yeah, great. You put, you put in those performances like that, you're going to get that money. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. And I, I know it's rough and it's like, well, you know, I need to get it now. I'm all for you getting it as soon as possible, but you, you've, you've actually had some things pushed your way in a good way by the UFC too, because when they, when, when you missed weight in that first Benavides, okay. And yeah, you beat him, but, and they came right back and gave you another shot to be that champion that was pretty good of them yeah that's pretty good now you came back and did the same thing again and, and proved you were the better fighter then you came and you did the a really nice fight against perez and then took it two weeks later did that thing with Moreno. look at you're doing everything that they can ask of you yeah all right you're you're on that hey we like this guy continue that i don't know if it's your management coming out about the money or anything like that but right now Go back, do your next fight, do another one, and then you can talk all you want. So there's a couple things. For me, I look at it as like, look, the division, you reinvigorated the division. And they, they yeah, appreciate that and they see that. And you, you, you can catapult this division back up. You may even get fucking uh, Henry Cejudo to come out of retirement just to fight you. <laughs> like if you, if you keep sparking the way you're sparking right now and having great oh. fights, I think there's a good chance you could probably lure Henry out of there, you know, for a big money fight. I mean, if I was him, I'd be I'd be poking Henry left and right all over social media trying to get that fight. I mean, that would be my whole take on that'd be your money fight right there. Um, but then to talk about the the pay per view points, I'm, I'm back when it was 
relevant. It's not really relevant these days. Pay-per-view number. Yeah, as pay-per-view numbers are just not the same. So complaining about it, it just pisses them off. And there's you're not really making a ton of money. Like you sure get a little extra. I get it. But just maybe structure that into your contract instead. Like I deserve to get paid this since I'm not taking the pay-per-view points. Or you find ways to figure it out. Something, you know, have them guarantee you a certain amount of uh signings or something like that where you go and do you know autograph signings at places and locations where they pay you a certain amount of money for these location signings i mean they already kind of do but sometimes they try to stiff the guys a little bit they don't pay them what they deserve you know you're making a thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars you know you know it's like hey why don't you give me you know five to seven or five to ten or maybe more whatever it is but uh you know if you can make 10 15 grand doing a signing for you know two hours somewhere go do that that's a lot better on your body buddy you know, um, <laughs> fighting for the pay-per-view points, though, and being at your weight class, you're not going to make much. Yeah, but, you, okay, when you look at it now, and, the, and that whole deal thing has made a difference because how many times did you see the UFC went when DJ was champion? They did numerous times he was pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And a couple times he was the main event, and the pay-per-views just never sold. Well... Figueroa, these last couple have been, he's been the pay-per-view. Yeah. And from what, you know, because of the new thing and uh, the contract they signed, it's actually, it's worked out well for him. So I can see where he's saying, hey, I want more money, but just be smart in how you ask for it. Well, then it makes me wonder though, how do you get the points if ESPN's guaranteeing 500, but does he get paid, I guess paid after the 500? Yeah, no. Because if normally it's like if, if one, you're, if 125, you're off of the 175, point, yeah. You're off of the points. You know you know how those points are established by the first 200,000 yeah. is this, the next 150,000 is this, 150 on top of it. So they're going off of the actual numbers. What ESPN guarantees doesn't matter. What's the actual numbers? That's what they're doing your I gotcha. points off of. So. No, okay, so I understand that. But since ESPN's already paying for the 500... Yeah. Are they going to pay? They're still going to pay him even no. though he didn't. They'll pay what? him the actual number. Got it. Okay. Of who, 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 bought, yeah, who bought it. But my point yeah. was, is like, if let's just say only 200, like, like you were saying, like for mine, it was, uh, it was, I think it was 175. Uh, it was 175 or maybe it was 200. Um, you had to get 175,000 pay per views. And then after that, you got paid per pay per view by after that. Yeah. And then, but then I was figuring since ESPN's already buying the first 500. Yeah. They already, they, then you're not, are they waiting till after the 500 to well, pay it all, it all depends on how your contract yeah. is structured. But if you go off of the old system, yeah, no, that, that 500 that ESPN is guaranteeing, guaranteeing that has nothing to do with it. Got it. Okay. That's kind of where I was at right there. I'm like, if I'm already yeah. paying you for 500 guaranteed, I don't want to have to pay you knowing that you didn't bring in 500. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of the, got it, got it. Yep. yep. So Henry Cejudo teases Dana White with a photo of Figueredo. Speak of the devil. I didn't even see yeah, this. And one, he also said one round, one minute. No way. Ooh. No way. Bold statement. No way. That's bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> I love him. His stuff is so cringeworthy, but you know what? You can't deny the fact he's fucking good. Yeah, he's good. man. You can he's back good. it up. I, I mean, I, I like I said, I still want to see the Volk the Volkanovski fight. So but I mean, I'm this this whole fight with uh Figueredo's got me 
a little bit more rejuvenated. Like, you know what? There is some action at 125 for to be had, you know? And uh, don't get me wrong, Moreno's there still, so the winner of that. But, I mean, I would care more to see the Figueredo and Henry Cejudo fight than I would the Moreno fight and Henry Cejudo. Just, just I think the size, the size, the reach, the power, you know, getting, getting, oh, just, that, it would just be a fuck. It would be a good fight. Good fight. Good, <laughs> good fight. Uh, but, you know, Henry is, Henry's doing what he can to stay relevant. Yes, he is. Which is smart. Because yes, he is. I, I think he knows he's not done. He's not he, done. He doesn't want to be done, yeah, but he wants to be in control. Yeah. Well, so he's doing a good job though. He's yes, doing, he is. He's doing a good job. I have, I have nothing bad to say about how Henry Cejudo is managing his career. It is absolutely fine. Yeah. He's still young. He's got all kinds of time. And right now he's just getting healthy. There's there's no there's no downside to it. I, it is a little cringeworthy sometimes, <laughs> but I love it, man. I love it. I love, I love reading his stuff and you know, he's, he lo I love that he talks a lot of shit. Uh, Dana White. I don't think anyone should want to see Nick Diaz fight. Wrong. He doesn't think anyone should, would, should want to see him fight. But the thing is though, is that people will want There's to see him fight. There's a ton of people yes. that want to see him fight. Yeah. So what does that mean? I want to see him fight Jake Paul. Oh, dude. <laughs> in boxing I, I will put my money down right now i want to see i that will fight. pre i will pre pay for my subscription to that fight if you put nick diaz against jake paul that's the fight i want to see like, oh if I'm gonna i would watch, love that one yeah that's the fight i want to see i i mean i, I love of, the I love the fact that you know, Dana now is trying to downplay the Paul brothers as much as he can. Yeah. Which I don't blame him for. It, it, that's his right move. Yeah. You know, but, you know, he's had these things before and he's tried to make them work for him and now he's trying to get rid of it. And it's, it's kind of funny. But, you know, I think that, I, first off, I think that Nick would go, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> of course. <he> would. <laughs> and of course. Dana could sit there and say, all right, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll get you this, and then you get what what you can from the promo on top of it. Yeah. yeah, you can make it happen. Yeah, you fun. Yeah, outside of that, I don't really know who I'd want to see him fight in the one seventy pound division. In, in like, if you pull up the UFC, pull up the UFC division at one seventy. There, there's know. there's one guy, Mazadal. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. You know, that's the one. If you're gonna look and say, well, look. Nate had the fight, and it was Nate that made the fight, really, calling out Masvidal, saying, you know what? We need a bad motherfucker fight. Yeah. We need bad motherfuckers in the cage. Well, you know, George stepped up, did a great job, fought a beautiful fight. It got stopped on cuts, but, you know, that happens. Well, let's, you know, who's the other bad motherfucker? Well, that's Nate's big brother, Nick. Yeah. And so let's, you know, let's put that thing back on the line. I just think it. It's an easy fight to sell. Would you say, like, uh, to me, I feel like Nick is the very first bad motherfucker that's ever been in the... No doubt. Right? Like, it's, yes. he's the guy. He's like, the, it just goes back to the the Robbie Lawler, Nick Diaz fight back in, like, UFC, what, 30-something? You um, you go all the way back to remember... 32, um, 34? Oh, Jeremy, like you, you had uh, Jeremy Williams. Remember him from... They were, they were fighting in the WEC. Yes, yes. Uh, Nick, Nick, and Jeremy were. Yes, 
Did, so. Isn't Jeremy, they call him the Scorpion, right? He He's in yep. prison, right? Yep. <laughs> For murder? Look, he, no, no, nope. Oh, uh, real life bad motherfucker. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> no, yeah it was rap, something else. Rape. Someone's yep. like rape. Oh. Yep. There you go. Damn, man. Yeah. That sucks. He was a nice guy. Like, he seemed really nice when I met him a bunch of times. He seemed like a nice he's, guy. He's, well, he, he is a nice guy. I just think, uh, you know, these things, it's so weird. I don't want to get some into things happen. Yeah, well, you know, okay. Victor Ortiz was a boxer, you know, world champion, beat uh, Desilberto. Excuse me, did I say Desilberto? Yes, <laughs> I did because that was the dad. But uh, Andre Berto. Andre Berto ends up, you know, they had, I don't know if you saw the first fight they had. It was fantastic. Uh, Ortiz wins a, a decision on it, wins the title. Berto comes back and gets knocked down by Ortiz, but then knocks out Ortiz and gets his title back. It was really cool. But, you know, a, a girl came and uh, said that Victor did certain things with her. And, you know, and it, it's, it was hard for me because like, I'm friends with Victor and I, I didn't believe it at all. He, he's not that guy. I was yeah. around him too much. And then, you know, finally, it was, I want to say a month ago, it finally, all of the charges were thrown out. Yes. Everything was, but you know, it took a giant portion of his life. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not crazy. saying those, those two didn't have something happen, but it wasn't what one of them was saying. Yeah. And it's unfortunate and it's unfortunate for both of them, but I hate those situations. And when it came to Jeremy, I wish whatever happened didn't happen, but That's awesome. sometimes we, this is where I talk about young fighters, Josh, and I say, guys, and this again, this is what I'm. I meant when it was, you know, John Jones. You have no idea how one incident can change your fucking life forever. Yeah. Okay. You are someone that is recognized. People will go after you, and one thing will alter your life forever. Be smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard too. It's hard. You know? Yeah. There's a, like you think it's not that big of a deal when in reality it could change real quickly. You have no control over anything. Like once, especially no. once it gets a control. Once it, once it's out there, you're done. Yeah. That sucks. Um, okay. More news. Give me some news. A wise man to once said by the name of Chael Sonnen, if you find yourself in a hole, quit digging. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Chael actually said something pretty smart right there. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Walker returns to the octagon in March against Jimmy crew. Yeah. He, he's in trouble. Just telling you straight out, man. Yeah. Jimmy Crute is, good. is the real deal. And he yeah. fights very controlled, very tight. Johnny Walker is all over the place. Johnny Walker looks like a, a uh, dragster that is revving at, Fucking 10,000 RPM going down and shit's about ready to fly out. Mm -hmm. It's going all over. And sometimes it works beautifully. And other times you are leaving yourself open. And if he leaves an opening for Jimmy Crute, Jimmy Crute is going to put his lights out. Mm. Jimmy Crute's the real deal. Yeah, he's good. Um, yep. Johnny Walker just hasn't looked the same since his first original knockout when he got clipped. Corey. Uh, Corey Anderson, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I, I mean, 
I was I wasn't high on him ever, but I was high on the fact that I enjoyed watching him fight because, like you said, he's all over the board. <laughs> he is you know, all over. It's no different. Crazy. Like kind of like watching Pahea fight, right? He's like, yeah. he's just you don't know what he's gonna do. You're like, oh fuck, I'm gonna watch him fight just because he does crazy shit and like throws his shoulder out doing the watermelon crawl. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> after the fight, he threw his, he dislocated his shoulder. Just crazy. In, in his after fight, you know, flop. It was oh, like, geez. oh my god, crazy. Uh, next one. So next one is uh, Kevin Holland originally wanted to step in to fight Leon Edwards since Shumayev is out. However, he is now fighting uh, Derek Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. I, First I was, off, him fighting Leon Edwards is not a smart move. He's dropping weight. There's no reason for him to drop weight. He has been fighting as a middleweight. He makes the limit. It's not like he is uh, has a lot of you know room there. He would be killing himself to get to the 170. Don't do it. Don't do it. Nah, John, let I, him do it. I think let the, him do I it. think the Brunson fight is that's a good matchup. That that's a fun fight out. That's a tough fight for him, though. It's a tough fight for Brunson, too. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I mean, Derek. I just look at okay. the guy. I, I want you ahead. to think about Derek Brunson real quick. Because I love Derek. Oh. But how many times have you seen Derek Brunson? absolutely lose his mind in a fight and start just throwing caution to the wind and going crazy and just making mistakes that give his opponent the win. I Yes, I have seen that happen a lot, but his last fight, he didn't do that. That's I agree with you, but when he also was fighting a very young and nice guy, in Shabazian. He's going to be finding fighting the big mouth. The, the big guy who mouth. talks the That's whole true. time. The Fuck guy him. who is going to be sitting there saying things and can he maintain his composure and just let all that stuff go by the wayside and just do your game plan? I'm I know he has the ability to. The question is will he? I love it. Yo, get, go go call Big Mouth, see if he'll take this fight. That's I like so that, hot. that was funny. When Dana said that, I was like, oh, God, this is great. Um, to me, this fight's interesting because we saw how easy it was for Jacare to take Kevin Holland down. Derek can take him down. I think it will. Can he hold him down? Can yeah, he? He, can he, he yeah. needs to be careful with him on the ground. Is he going to use a lot of energy? Is, is this the main event? This is the headline UFC event on March 20th. Five mm -hmm. rounds. I mean... Derek's got to get the takedowns multiple times. He can. Submissions are there. Long, lanky submissions are there. I mean, he's got, he's got power from his back. We just saw that against Jacare. <laughs> but, I mean, Der Derek is good. He's been, he's been good yes, for a long is. time. He just needs to fight smart. And, but Holland is young and just charismatic and just energetic and just open to do whatever the hell he needs to do in the, in the, in the cage. Whereas Derek is probably falling into, you know, as you're a veteran, you think that these young guys aren't going to do that, and they do it. Like, that's what happened with Jacques Gray. He started getting hammer fisted. He was like, oh, it didn't hurt. Oh, boom. Next you know, he's fucking leaning back over his heels. You know, someone's standing over him, punching his lights out. So, I mean, it's it's one of those positions where um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Kevin Holland, but I think Brunson, with the wrestling, as long as he doesn't exert too much energy and doesn't allow the, the big mouth to get in his head, it could be. It could be for. Uh, it could be a good fight. It could be a good fight. I, I look at it this way. First off, 
Holland was the 2020 fighter for the UFC. Yeah, they gave it to what's his name though, right? Who? Who's the other guy that we had him? Uh, they gave it to someone else. I thought Chimaev. Yeah, I think they gave it to Chimaev, didn't they? In Bullshit! The how do you give it a? How, yeah, guess oh, what? Well, yeah. it's MMA awards. Yeah. Look, Holland five wins, four by stoppages, all within a seven month period. Look, that guy has got it. Get he's got it going on right now. So even you know, although you're looking at Brunson, been there a lot longer. Look, this is a good name for Brunson to fight. Yeah. First, it was Shabazian, who was a young up and comer. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, that's not going to say." No, it'll say quite a bit for for Brunson if he uh, if he gets that win, and he did. And now there's another one. This could absolutely catapult Brunson exactly where he wants to be. Or it definitely puts Kevin Holland, if he gets past Derek Brunson, puts him in the driver's seat in 185 yeah. with Izzy stepping away. Mm. Interesting. Let me see if I don't know. Yeah, he, but he said there's two of them. Uh, yeah. We're talking about the uh the fighter of the year. But I think I think they I think the vote, whoever the voting was, Chamayev, I think won is what they gave it to. Which I think Holland should have won. Um. Okay, give me some more news. All right. Uh, AJ McKee says, I'm going to make some examples out of people. I cannot wait. I'm looking across at the UFC like I would love to have a field day with some of these guys. Okay. Got to be careful, buddy. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Yeah. That's what, you know, In fact, if you're AJ McKee, you're doing exactly the right thing. No, he is. Yep. He is. Um, like if you're, if you're trying, like I, we say this all the time as a fighter, you've got to test the market. If you think that the market's out there, I mean, I would love to see him obviously stay. I think he would stay. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I mean, he's got to get out there and, and let it be known that he wants to beat all those guys asses over there too. Yep. So if those guys are willing to leave, Hey, I'm welcoming you over here as well with welcome with open arms, bring your ass over here. I'll knock you out over here too. It's not. We'll see. AJ is, he's just at a different level right now than a lot of people, except for Patricio, you know? Yep. And I think stylistically, he's going to give Patricio some problems. I just don't know if he can do it for five rounds. We had some technical difficulties, so we had to get that sorted out. We were talking about AJ McKee, so we're going to run through this a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> what we were talking about. Look, AJ is somebody that is, he's young, he's talented, he's extremely good. He's got a lot of room for growth as well. He reminds me of I wouldn't say like of a, of a young John Jones. He has that kind of vibe and feel to him a little bit. He's not, he, he does crazy wild stuff. I don't want to say he, that he is a John Jones. I don't, I don't that's why I want to avoid that. Well, you to don't want to put that on him. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Okay. But let's just look at and be honest. Did John Jones do things that other people didn't? Yeah. Did he have a body style that was different and made him difficult to deal with for others? Obviously. Yeah. All right. Look at AJ McKee. Yeah. Is it was John Jones young and freaking ballsy as far as come beat me? Yeah. Hello, AJ McKee. Yeah. He's got a he's he is very similar, you know, when it, you look at his career and what he's doing. Very similar. The biggest difference is I think John John had a uh, championship fight before AJ. Yeah. You know, but very similar and, and you look and he deserves it. He's he's also similar to John in that 
I think in some ways it came so easy to John that, you know, he didn't take it serious at times. AJ has done the same thing. Yeah. You know, it has come so easy at times. It's like, ah, I don't need to train hard. But at least the one thing that I've seen from AJ recently is he realizes, nope, you have to train hard. These guys want to take my head off, and I'm not going to let that happen because I'm not going to be embarrassed by them. So he, he's doing the right thing. And at the age of 25, almost 26 now, that's not an easy thing to get set in your head that, no, I've got to work hard because when it is coming easy, you think, ah, I, could, I could put that away till tomorrow. I can do the hard stuff the next day. And you can't. You have to do all that hard work. And from what I'm seeing out of AJ, he's he's got that down now. Yeah, I think he's got it figured out. I think he realizes that there's a lot of money on the line now that he's in the finals. But there's not only that, but then he's just... At that age, you feel like you're missing out on something. You're missing out on being able to go do whatever it is you want to do. And then being successful at what you're doing is it makes it even harder because you want to go out there and show <laughs> yeah. your face around like, Hey, I'm this. But in reality, he needs to stay focused on what the goal is. The goal is to, to beat whoever wins between Emmanuel Sanchez and Patricio. Yeah. It's that's hard. It's hard, especially at that age. Hell man. yes. It's hard, especially at that age, but I'm watching this interview right now. I'm watching this interview right now. Of him, he's uh he's got a little uh, puffy in the face right now. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Been eating Snicker bars. Yes, yeah. He's, he's been trying to get that little bit of uh sponsorship uh, sponsorship for himself the whole time. And I go, why do you keep going? In? I love Snickers. Jeez, it's <laughs> all right, so man. Funny. Uh, what else next? What else you got? Scott Coker anticipates February restart for Bellator with twenty-two to twenty-six events in twenty twenty-one. Let's go. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like, let's go, man. Big John is bored. Oh, man. Let's go. Nah, I mean, like, yeah, I just, here, we didn't do any shows in January. I don't know when we're doing our first show in February. But if we're doing 22 to 26 shows in a year, that means two shows a month, sometimes three shows a month for every month. I mean, I know also, too, like, across the board, like July and August, normally there's not a lot of shows. So that means like September, October is going to be crammed. November is going to be crammed. You know, May, April, April, March, April, May is going to be crammed. And then, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're going to be at 22 to 26 shows. We're kind of busy. You know, I mean, Just I wonder, I wonder if that, that also counts the ones overseas. That's what makes, I make me wonder, makes me wonder about that as well. Yeah. I actually talked to Scott yesterday, and so the one thing that he told me is, hey, nothing that we talk about goes on the podcast. So, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he he came out and he talked about it on, on one of the websites. So, But yeah, it's fun. All right, so um, what else you got? Kyoji Horiguchi exacts revenge. TKO's Kai Asakura to reclaim Bantamweight title. Uh-huh. He's good, man. As we talked about before we were we don't think we talked about it on the show but horiguchi is a guy man people do not give that man the credit he deserves he is fucking good yeah. i mean and he he learned so much from having something that is a you know a setback or something and he got hurt that's how he uh you know lost the titles and stuff like that you know dropped the titles didn't hold on to anything Love the guy's attitude. 
and he's just a stud. If you're going to fight Horaguchi, you better bring both fucking hands, man, because you're going to be in an ass-kicking contest. Yeah, Mike Brown talked about he's drastically underrated. And yeah. he's, and it, I, feel, I feel the same way as well. He, he is. He's tough. He has the opposite type body style that we've been talking about this whole oh, yeah. show. Exactly. He's the complete opposite. He's, he's the DJ Johnson. Man. Yeah. He's, <laughs> but he's uh he's extremely talented. He's good all the way around. He's got you know he's he moves around a lot. He's hard to just get in front of you and try to land something on. But his wrestling is really good. He chains everything together from the striking to the wrestling to the submissions. He's very well rounded. He is like I do agree. He's really underrated, but. Yeah, it's one of those things. If you know you're outside of UFC, you're not going to get the recognition you get. I mean, you just talked about the featherweight division. I mean, Patricio to me is the best featherweight there is in the world. AJ's yeah. right there. I mean, the only thing that holds me back a little bit with AJ is that he's 25. He's still got a lot of room to grow, and I know he can still be good. I know he's. I think he's number two or number three. I don't want to overstep Volkanovski, or I don't want to overstep Max Holloway and Brian Ortega either. Yep. You know. Um, it, the thing is with uh, AJ McKee, he hasn't had to fight all those guys in title fights or in five round fights like Patricio has. That's why I put Patricio obviously ahead of him. Plus, he is the champion. He's champ. But I put Volkanovski right there, and I put Max Holloway right there. Uh, Brian, I, I have I have him kind of in that mix. I would put Brian and and AJ McKee kind of in that same mix together somewhere, and I would probably put Max a little bit ahead of AJ as well. Volkanovski obviously ahead of AJ as well being the champion in the UFC, but I would put Patricio ahead of Volkanovski. Just me, uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of homer stuff on it. But I mean, just to me, I look at Patricio as he has evolved so much as a fighter that I put him a little bit ahead of Volkanovski. Now, like I said before, styles make matchups. I would have yep. probably had Max ahead of of Patricio because of the way that Max fights. I would have had Max ahead of him if Max was still the champion, but he's not. So I would put Patricio ahead of Volk. Just my own opinion. So, yeah. good fight. Okay, what did you? There was something you just pulled up. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Chimaev, uh rebooked for January twentieth. Okay, is that the? Um, that's not the Connor fight, right? No, that's the twenty third. Twenty third. Okay, so they, are they the main event on that? January. I know that Leon was trying to get to somebody else. He was trying. He, he's like, Where, where's that? Where's that? Where's where's George at? But he was trying to get Masvidal. He was trying to get Masvidal. It's just it's- not- it's good. It was him. good on his part. I think he, I think he should have, you know, plus getting out of the fight with Chimaev. Like there's, there's, it's the risk reward. You're not going to get anything really out of beating him. You should have beat him. That's all it's going to be said. Ah, he's, you know, you should have beat him. He's not, you know, that's kind of what's going to be talked about if he does beat him. And then wow. where does that put you in terms of a title shot? Like you were ready for the title shot when all this shit happened. And then now you're pretty much like second, maybe third down the line. I mean, you've got Burns, I think is next. And then you've got Colby probably in that mix because they had such a good fight between him and Usman, and that's, that's more of a money fight than Leon is. I mean, he's probably third on the list. And if he loses to Chimaev, then it sets him way back to, like, number eight on the list or something. Keep going down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Yeah. Anyways. He'll drop uh, out of the top ten. You watch. Oh, yeah. I think he will. Yeah. I think he will. If, if he loses that fight. Next. What else? Dana White on George Mavs at all versus Colin. We're working on that. That's the fight to make. We said this, what, last week or two, uh, two weeks ago? We said it. It's, it's the fight to make. If you're talking about the fight to make, it'd be Mavs at all versus Leon. But we're talking about money. We're talking about what brings in the money. 
And what brings in the money is Masvidal versus Colby Covington. The rivalry, so. the shit talk. I'd love to be at that press conference. Fuck, sign, <laughs> sign me up. I'll buy a front, I'll buy a front row ticket of that shit. That's, that's gonna be great. Um, it's smart. I mean, that's a smart move um by Dana White. You know, look, things have changed since it was Joe Silva running the the matchmaking, you know, in those divisions. It really was strategic on like, no, this guy's gonna fight this guy, you know, based on who if someone was injured or whether they weren't. It's just coming now. It's just turning into what are the best money fights that I can put on as a main event? Like before it really wasn't that way. It was like number two is going to fight number four. And it was true. They had the great money fights that were in there, but it wasn't looked at like this where there's a little bit of rivalry. I mean, it just, it didn't have that feel that it has now. So, you know, who knows? So then Dana White says, Greg, Greg Hardy looked damn good in loss to (laughs) Tybura. That's because there were people, uh, there was an article I saw that said that Greg Hardy should be one of the cuts that the UFC makes. And I was like, man, you know, don't make a mistake in your life. Just never make a mistake. And the media will still, in some ways, find a way to freaking try to get you outed. Story of my life, man. Never been wrong. I mean, fucking media made me look out (laughs) to be I'm wrong. Never wrong. I mean, I, I look at it, and first off, this is, I, I, you know, I give no, you know, what Hardy did when he was in the NFL and his assault on a woman, absolutely wrong. You paid a price for it, though. There, there has to be something where once you pay the price, yeah, you know, you've made your retribution, you've you suffered the consequences. I'm not saying that, you know, hey, it's not going to follow you. But it shouldn't be the thing that makes people want to dump on you or get rid of you when you haven't done it again. You know, and I'm not saying that I'd want my daughter going out with Greg Hardy, okay? (laughs) Because you're looking going, no, I've already seen what happens there. But I got to trust the guy that, hey, man, he's grown up and he's gotten past that and let the man live his life. He is trying to be a professional fighter. He's actually fighting pretty well. He is limited. There's no doubt. And, you know, you know, Tybura, he absolutely showed everybody, you know, hey, you want to beat this guy? This is what you do. Yeah. You know, but in a stand-up, Greg Hardy's a bitch. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I look at the fact that, you know, someone came out with a story saying, oh, he should be cut. I don't believe so. I think that, you know, he's he's working hard. Does he have a long ways to go still? Yes. No doubt about it. You know, is he one of the best heavyweights in the world? No, he's he's probably not in the top 10, but he definitely has got skills and he's got the ability to, you know, get better. So he's gotten pretty goddamn good pretty fast. Yeah. So he's athletic. He's strong. He just has to figure out where, you know, he's got holes in his game and how to, how to plug those holes up. I don't know. Yeah, no, I look, I think there comes a point where you need to say, when do we start giving him a second chance? Yeah. You know, and um, for those type of things that he's been accused of or has done, or like I'm hard to give a second chance on, but there does come a point where you like, you look at your, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, Hey, you've been given plenty of second chances. Myself, Not me. myself. Hell, I didn't get any, man. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So when you start, you start looking at yourself in the mirror and you have to be honest with yourself and say, look, people have given you second chances time and time again. And so, yeah, I agree that there needs to come a moment where people just say, hey, you know, 
let's give him another chance. He seems like he's been on the straight and narrow, doing the best he can in the sport. They, and, and also, leaving from one sport to another, that was completely different. Having Holy to shit. go Come like on. what you're doing, you're going four to six to eight seconds long in spurts of sprinting to like a minute break, minute 20 break, whatever it is in between. Sprint again. Yeah, to sprint again. This is it's kind of like that, but not really. But it's for five minutes long. The whole constant thing. If someone knows how to break you, they'll just keep walking you down, realizing you can't keep going like that. You yep. know, and in the heavyweight division, as far as in terms of cutting him. The division already is weak. Why are you going to get rid of someone who people really tune in to watch him lose because they Greg, don't like him? But Greg Hardy is the reason. Yes. He is the reason that heavyweight fighting has gone down, you know, from what it was in the in the in the heyday of boxing with Ali and all them. The NFL took that style of body type. They 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 got him. They got all the big great yeah. athletes. Greg Hardy was one of them. So you know, I don't know. I just look and say, you know, take a look in the mirror. Tell me you haven't made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. Now, I'm not saying we've made those mistakes. And, yeah. you know, he needs to absolutely, you know, figure out. I can't ever have anything like that come close to happening again. But, you know, and someone's going to say, well, then he got caught with drugs or something like that. Yeah. Guess what? I can sit here and say I didn't take drugs. How many of you can? Stop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. How many of you put something in your body? You go, ah, oh, I shouldn't have done that. All right. He just gets tested and got caught. He's wrong. But if he's not doing it now and he's making it through all the testing with USAD and stuff, let him be. Yeah. I, I just look at it in terms of he, he like the division's already kind of weak. You have a lot of oh, yeah. you have a lot of heavyweights that are on their way out. I mean, Alistair Overeem, he's good still, but he's like he's kind of Dos Santos is on his way out as well. They're getting older. They haven't yeah. had a new, they haven't had a new breed it's like a younger new breed come in and you've got you've got curtis blades right you got francis Ngannou, curtis blades but francis is getting older too even though he doesn't seem like he is he's super <laughs> <laughs> but you know i don't know how old rosenstruck is um derek lewis i don't know how old he is but alistair's older volkoff is what 28 he's kind of the younger one uh serial gone like there's guys that are in there but you have a, the top olenix what 40 something oh lennox 45 I 45 think. i mean like you have guys dos santos what 42 41 42 somewhere in there 40 years old i mean those guys are getting older as well um it's there's not a like if we were to get rid of all the guys at 40 years old i mean you'd have seven of them out of the 15 you know so half of them would have to go and so um you know like you got to keep greg hardy in there he's not even in the top 15 which is which is fair, but I'm saying like, you got to keep him there. You got to, and people tune in also to watch him lose. You know, they don't, they don't like it because they don't want to give him a second chance. So they tune in to watch him lose. You know, a lot of people that watch Floyd Mayweather, they tune in, they paid the pay-per-view to watch him get knocked out, which he never did, but they watched, they were hoping they were yep. hoping for that. And that's a lot of people that watch, you know, watch him fight Greg Hardy fight. They're hoping that he'll lose. So I think you just keep him there. I don't think he's ready for the, for the exit. He's coming into a new sport. If you have a project you're going to work on, it might as, well be, might as well be someone in the heavyweight division because people love seeing big, heavy guys, especially athletic guys like him, just go out there and fucking throw down. And that's what he right. tries to do. He just can't stay out. If he can't stay out of his back, he loses. He gets tired, you know, but on the feet, he still gets tired, but at least he's got a chance. So I think, yeah, giving him a second chance, even for myself, it was hard for me. But I mean, I've now started kind of like, you know what? Kind of interested in watching him fight. 
but a lot of it had to do with me looking at myself in the mirror. Uh, Michael <laughs> Chiesa versus Neil Magny elevated to UFC Fight Island eight main event. Okay, I can get behind that. Well, that was the uh, Leon Edwards Chimaev. Yeah. So I can get behind. I mean, like I like Chiesa. First I off, just, that's a good fight. Yeah, it's gonna be a good fight. It's a those guys match up very well. Yeah. It's the real question in my mindset. Uh, the difference breaker in that is the gas tank of Neil Magny. Yeah. He has the ability to push that pace the entire time, and now that's going to be five rounds. Oh, that's a rough one. Yeah. Still a good fight. Yep. Next one. Anything else? I don't know how much I want to get into this. UFC on it. Brendan Schaub and Tito Ortiz, among those who received COVID-19 relief loans. <laughs> I just, I don't even want to get into it, man. Look, people, okay. These guys own businesses. They have employees. The relief loans paid the employees. I own That's businesses. It. I got a relief loan. I didn't get as much as I would like to because now I had to let go of a lot of my employees, but I have employees that were able to stay employed and pay their rent and their mortgages or whatever it was. I'm, I don't get, I don't pay enough. We don't, the gym doesn't make enough money to pay for mortgages, but these right. guys were able to pay their rent living in Silicon Valley, which is a lot able to put food on their table. You got the relief, but it's to pay your employees. If you guys actually looked into the relief fund, if you, you get audited coming back, they're going to come after you for that money. Here's, here's the part that cracks me up about this. And I don't care what your political persuasion is. It doesn't matter to me. All right. But this is a reporter going after people because he feels that they are conservatives, I'm thinking. All right. And saying, oh, look, you're saying all the time, stand on your own feet and do your own things. And then you're the one sucking off of the tea to the government. Well, it's the government that shut their fucking business down. <laughs> What do you want them to do? They yeah. had a business that they create yeah. and then the government makes it to where they can't have that business. Sometimes reporting is really bad, really stupid. Why don't you, why don't we start reporting on really important things? Yeah. You know, just dumb. This is, yeah, this was dumb. I just, I'm like, there's employees that were able to pay their rent. They're able to pay their mortgages, whatever it is through these companies, UFC, Onnit, Brennan Shop, Tito Ortiz, whatever it is. They're employing people. Tito's got his clothing line. I'm sure he's got other things that he does as well. You know, Shop's got several employees that he, you know, that he pays. Uh, you know, Onnit as well is, is a, is well, a gym. Okay. gym Take Onnit. a look at, it's not, it's a company, but it's it has a, company. a gym. Yeah, it has a gym. And who owns it? Yeah. Who owns it? It's Joe. Right, we all and know who owns yeah, it's Joe yes. and a couple other people. Okay. I think. Could Joe, you know, put out the money? Yes, he could. Let's let's just be honest. But the ability to get that loan makes it easier on him, just like anybody else. Why shouldn't he do it? It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's he stupid. wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have to do it if no they would allow him if the to government open. would let him just run his yeah, business open. Yeah, yeah. I think look, there's a lot of things that could be said about it. Like the bottom line is, is if everyone just takes their stand-up precautions, let people open up their businesses and just make sure that people are enforcing, whether they're keeping their distance, whether they're wearing a mask, let them go about their business. Let there them get go. out of their house and build up put their immune system as, again. As a business, <laughs> yeah. put in whatever restrictions you believe will make your business safe for your customers. Yep. And if the customer does not want to follow that, then they're not a customer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, we, like, have to, we have to be adults. Yeah, just in the last, I mean, because California has been shut down again, everything. You can't even know outdoor dining, nothing. You can order food to go. Um, you can't, but you have to basically like, you show up and you walk up, pick it up. And if you, your food's not ready, you have to wait back in your car. It's There's a lot of things. Schools are all shut down. They've been shut down since last year. I mean, there's a lot of things. Look, I'm not saying that we should just free, you know, open it all up and like, hey, everyone just no mask, walk, run around. Let's just everyone be safe. But you got to start letting businesses open, man. I mean, I'm just, oh, I'm God. more worried about after the fact of there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of businesses right now that they're just waiting for the moratorium to end in California and then they're going to have to shut down. So they're just yeah. collecting as much money as they can and then they're just going to shut down. There's going to be a huge flood of just businesses shutting down in California that are just holding on because they legally can't be kicked out right now in California. So they're trying to make whatever penny they can to get to make ends meet, man. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them. I, who I feel bad for, I mean, some of these restaurant owners and what they've gone through because, you know, they're shut down. Then they're told that they can do things if they have open seating outside. They spend a lot of money yeah. to put those things into place. And then city governments, state governments are coming in saying, nope, doesn't matter. We're shutting you down. Yeah. It's like, that's just, I feel so bad for them and I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hard. It's just wrong. It's hard. Uh, anything else? Uh, Magomed uh, Ankalev uh, versus Nikita Krylov uh, is going to be fighting on February 27th. Light heavyweight. Oh, Krylov and Krylov. Ankalev? Yeah. Magomed Ankalev? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Good fight. Good fight. Yeah. Is it at light heavyweight or heavyweight, though? Light heavyweight. Uh, Krylov keeps on jumping back and forth. He needs to make a decision. But he's, he is that he's that tweener guy, so mm. I don't think it's a it's not as easy. Hard, it's a hard cut for him. All right, we're gonna do a couple of the Q and A's. We'll do a couple of fan questions, then we'll wrap it. John's uh, recovering from COVID. Yeah, uh, he's also seventy eight years old and uh, eats <sighs> McDonald's every day, so he needs to get I some do rest. Not. Okay, uh, <laughs> Chick fil A. <laughs> one thing I will, one thing that I will tell you, COVID is outstanding. Yeah, as a weight loss program. <laughs> 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 uh so there's that we'll do a couple questions for q a because we had a ton that came in last week that we didn't weren't able to get to so we'll do a couple say like five or six all right so first question is from 686 crime is there really a rule against talking in the cage nick diaz was warned not to trash talk against robbie lawler but we see it very often nowadays <laughs> yes there is a rule in the Unified Rules, that talks about abusive language. You are not allowed to use abusive language in the cage against your opponent. Now, that really comes down to the official's interpretation of abusive language. So when you're talking about Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz, that was Steve Mazzagatti, and he has the interpretation that if you say bitch, that's abusive. Okay. John McCarthy's opinion is bitch is not abusive. Okay. So I always looked at it and I, I had my, my certain rules were, look, you know, if you, uh, if you want to say, you know, bitch or something like that, make sure that your opponent, you and I are the only ones that hear it. I don't care. That is not abusive. What is abusive is you start to cross the line. And there is that line. Of course. You start talking about race things like that, religion, you're crossing the line, that becomes abusive, and I will take 
points from you and try to take away your ability to win the fight if you want to be an idiot. So how many times did I do that? Never. Okay. Not once. But, you know, did I ever tell Nick Diaz, hey, watch it one time. Okay. But I, I always go back to the, you know, I the two greatest shit talkers in MMA at one time were Nick Diaz and Frank Shamrock. Okay. Because anyone knows Frank as Josh does. Yeah. Frank was a supreme shit talker. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! During the fight, and, during the training, during everything. Oh, he, during he, everything. Even dude, even when he was eating. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was I had both of them, and I and I told both of them. I said, "Look, you like to talk. He likes to talk. I don't give a damn. You know, make it to where he hears it, I hear it. Nobody else does. We're going to be good. If you decide to make it public, then I'm going to start doing something about it. Okay, so just be smart. And that's what they did." And never was a point taken. So what's your take on the, the flipping off? Do you say anything <laughs> then or no? You're just like, whatever. Well, okay. What is flipping somebody off? Nothing. Uh, sign it, doesn't language. it doesn't bother me. It's sign language. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. offensive, offensive sign language. Is, uh, is it abusive? <laughs> I, my feelings can get a little hurt here and there. Your feelings are getting hurt. Good. <laughs> and, and that, and honestly, that's the whole point. That's, yeah. you know, some people go, yes. Some people go, no. Yeah. And so it really is. You know, is it something that you can say, hey, knock it off? I have told someone, hey, knock it off. Okay, big deal. That's all you do. You don't take points away from a fighter based upon him flipping his opponent off. Got it. That opponent, the best part about fighting is that opponent gets to take and punch that other fighter in the face. It is a great equalizer for someone going. This is, this is very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our next question is from Zaitsev's Scope. Would you like to see yellow cards for stalling brought back to MMA? Um, you know, so look, I, I'm actually not opposed to it. I am opposed, though, to the percentage of the purse being taken. Because these guys are already not making a lot of money as much as people want to say, oh, you're making tons of money. Yeah, but the problem is, what happens when you have someone who's on the undercard of the undercard who gets a... It's like they're not making a lot, you know, or the people that are on the, you know, that are in the prelims. They're just not making enough to, to have a percentage taken away. Um, but I am, I am, uh, I am kind of for it. Like, hey, this is your warning for stalling. Like, you know, I, I get it. I understand that. But like the next one, you could be getting a point taken. That's something. Right. That's more of something. But this is more up your alley. Huh. I would just say it's bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's just be honest. What does me taking and pulling out a little fucking yellow plastic card do? What it does is it tells the audience, oh, he's warning the fighter. That's it. It doesn't do a fucking thing. It came from fucking Japan, and Pride used it to take money away from certain fighters. All right? (laughs) <laughs> those fighters sometimes were fighting hard yeah. and they still saw this yellow card come up in front of them. There's reasons why anytime it's to take a fighter's money, it's bullshit. Yeah. If you're going to sit there and say that it makes a difference in the fight. No, it doesn't because the referee is all the time warning fighters about, Hey, get busy. That's a warning. That's the same thing. All right. It's just that it's not put out to the audience by the use of this visual card. It's all bullshit. 
Well, John, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Uh, next one. All right, next. You know, I, 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 I did it. I, I used, you know, where we didn't use it. I, I did a ton of fights where I did use them. And I'm telling you, they're bullshit. It's yeah. just, it's people got this thing from pride and they thought it was also no doesn't change a fucking thing yeah i look at like the two yellow cards it beats a red card you lose you know you'll get a point taken i, I could see it, but you can do that same with the same warnings you're yeah. right it is more of just to have, let the fans know it's a visual and then the fans start booing and yelling and trying to get the fire <laughs> to fight harder we know that we yeah. can tell by the we know now that like fans make a big difference on how people perform you know, and we're figuring that out right now. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's been great fights this whole year. Oh, yes, but, there have. But there has been some fights that you know that the fighters can do better. And they normally fight better when the crowd is there. They feed off yeah. the crowd, the energy yeah. of the crowd. So it'll be interesting when the crowd comes back on how much of an effect it'll have. That adrenaline dump. People are experiencing all over again for the very first time, it seems like. So that'll be fun. Go ahead. All right. Next question is from Billy Boy. Can Big John talk about the fight with Chael and Tito, particularly the end where he grabbed Tito like a dog by the neck and told him <laughs> something sternly? Oh, geez. Billy boy, Billy boy. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that fight is so funny only because, uh, you know, Chael went and uh, got caught and it was tight and he had to tap because of the choke and then he tried to make all the different things about well you know there was other things and tito actually verbally tapped when i had him in the guillotine choke and stuff like that okay tito never verbally tapped it when you're getting choked you don't verbally tack tap okay <laughs> you do a tap physically yeah. you don't you don't do it verbally i talked to chael about that and he actually looked at me and goes good point <laughs> <laughs> but what happened in the end of that is, you know, Tito is a strong human being. All right. He really is. And he's a, he's a big boy and he is strong and he did not like Chael and Chael didn't like him. And when he got the choke and Chael tapped and I said, stop. And I started to pull at the arms. Tito was not going to stop. And so I did something that I knew would stop him pretty fast. I take my thumb and I stuck it into the middle of his trachea and put 280 pounds down on top of it and he you know it hurt and it choked him back and he let go and he said god damn john i said god damn tito i told you to stop yeah. and that's why that happened but that's my job to protect chael and that's how i did it what a bully i know what a shithead <laughs> what a bully still got it though 78 years old man hey, big 78 john. years old 285 pounds and a whole lot of pressure hey big john you know you actually have a video on youtube right someone posted big john bullying ufc fighters love it oh god i love it all right so yeah, well, it's true that's, like that's there's the, times where you would yank like you know like especially when you do the the hand raising like grabs you and yanks you over to the center of the cage i'm like <laughs> like girl you're ruining my moment it's, it's like, my moment know? it's my moment in time oh jeez. Yeah. All right, next question is from Hollow King. It's a, actually a two-part question. First one is for Big John. Of course it is. He says, Big John, <laughs> you spent many years sidestepping on a large Harley Davidson logo. Do you have a collection of Harleys? If so, what have you got? First off, a collection of Harleys. Don't I wish. <laughs> okay, no. Do I ride a Harley? Yes, I do have a Harley. I have a Harley uh, Street Glide, an FLHX that is uh, now... 2013 
it's uh i I have it kind of customized for me i love the bike it's fun to ride and that's the only harley i have all right so second part of the question is for josh he says and josh i know you don't like getting hit anymore but how much money do they have to pay you to roll off your couch and box one of these uh, paul brothers (laughs) (laughs) there's no amount and he said i'm sorry Ah, for bringing their names up It would, it would have to be like in the millions. It would have to be like up there in the Ooh. millions. Like it would be like at least five, three, three to five. Oh, if dude, it was three to five million. I'll fight, him, I'll fight him for half of that. Yeah. If it was, if it was, <laughs> if it was three to five million, three, especially a boxing. Yeah. I would do it for three to five. I mean, they're big though. That's the thing. Like these guys are big. Yeah. They're not small guys. They're bigger guys. And I'm not a big guy. So no, you know. they're, they're much bigger than you. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. Yeah, no, thanks. Three million, three million, five million. Damn, three million bucks. I don't want to get hit anymore. Look, look at you setting up Josh Thompson Incorporated, no, baby. I don't want to get hit anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right, next one is from Malibu Mo- Monkey. Who should T- uh, TJ Dillashaw fight when he returns? And do you believe he deserves a title shot? No, we talked about this last week. No, we did. No, we talked about this last week. You were supposed to sit through the questions, make sure we weren't answering the same ones. No, <laughs> good job, <laughs> buddy. Okay. Oh, look at him, man! He's, he's tearing into Gion now. Yeah. Um. We who did we come up with? Well, I had said uh, you could put TJ and um, you, you. You turned my uh, my thing Was down. Sanhagen? Uh, no. Uh, uh, no, no, no. It wasn't Sanhagen. I had a. Uh, Goddamn! I can't Rob even. Rob Font. Now, Rob Font. Rob Font. No, he does not deserve a title shot. You don't come off of a two-year layoff for cheating and get a title shot. I don't care how good you were. I I like I like TJ. I love watching him fight. I love I love the way he fights. Um, But no, you don't reward somebody for cheating. Like coming back, he's got to get a win. I'm I'm saying maybe even two, but I'm leaning to one. You go out there and you have a dominant performance against Rob Font, and you finish him. I would be interested in maybe talking about a title shot after that. I mean, he's already, I mean, you got Sterling fighting next and you've got Sanhagen who's right there in the cusp of waiting. So maybe you have TJ fight Rob Font if he wins and he finishes him or has a good performance, a dominating performance. Even if he doesn't finish him and he has a dominating performance, then you maybe have him fight Sanhagen or you have him fight Sterling. If Sterling loses, you have him fight Sterling. That I, I could see that. No, no, absolutely you, you not. Could also, you could also put TJ against Pedro Munoz. I think that would be a good first fight for him and stuff. Very true. But it's not a championship fight. No. Our next question is from, I don't know his name. I feel like he has a bullshit like username. Uh, <laughs> so basically he says, a favorite behind-the-scenes story from back in the day? Oh, favorite behind-the-scenes stories from back in the day. I mean, for me, honestly, it'd be Miami UFC 42. <laughs> Jeez, man. Like I had, Jeez, man. I got signed to the UFC in like UFC 30, 30, I think 32, 34, somewhere around there. And I hadn't fought yet. I got some trouble. I went away for a while, came back. When I came back, I went to one of the first shows I went to was UFC 42. And I went there it was in Miami. It was at the American Airlines Center, I believe. Right. Isn't that what it is there? Anyways. Yep. Yep. So I'm there, and um, I'm there with Rich Conkleton's fighting Hermes Franca, and I was out that night before with this getting with, in trouble, getting in trouble, it. getting in All trouble, right. and we was I was with Sean Shelby, 
Sherdog, Jeff Sherwood, all those guys I was Jeff with, Sherwood. Loretta Hunt, I was with. Um, there was a ton of people we were with, but a lot of them were media. And we were all walking around, and I ended up, some guy ended up like talking smack that is in passing to all of us. And I turned around and we started getting into it. And next, thing you know, um, there's like a group of us and we're all fighting and the fight carries on into a restaurant and the guys had, we had fought them back into the restaurant and the guys are trying to hold the restaurant door closed. And I'm kicking the guy who's stuck between the door and people are trying to eat their dinner. And I'm saying this is like a nice restaurant, nice, draped like tables everything <laughs> and i'm stomping the guy and the and other guys are and i want to say it was even like uh, it was uh the sherlock guys trying to hold the door open so i could stomp the guy <laughs> and and flower pots are being thrown anyways the whole thing gets we stops we we take off running and i was you know and i i was talking to chuck at the time we were actually walking to chuck's party so I call up Chuck. I'm like, hey man, like, where's that? Where are you at in this location? He's like, yeah, we're like two blocks down. So we all run down there, and um, you know, and Chuck's waiting out front for us and just traffic, traffic, traffics us all in. But it was, uh, it was pretty funny. It was just, a, it was a. And the next day, I show up to the venue, and we're like, it's the very first. It's like the main, main fight, the first fight on the main card. And Dana sees me and he's, come here. <laughs> it's like, it's just giving me, what happened last night? I was like, well, and I was trying not to use anyone's names because they all were media and Sean Shelby was working for the UFC at the time. And I'm like, still is. But I was like, this is years in UFC 42. Anyways, it was, uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, just a couple guys, you know, I had a black eye. <laughs> was, uh, I had a black eye, I had like some cuts on my face and it was like, oh man explaining to dana who i hadn't fought for yet but i've been boss. signed 10 years 10 10 shows before that i was like oh man so but it was it was it all worked out you know but it was that was probably i think one of my most memorable stories as far as back in the day old school mma stuff yeah here i'll give you one that most people don't even have an idea happen i can't i can't tell you which ufc i believe i believe it was somewhere around ufc 16 and I think it was when Mikey Burnett was going to fight Eugenio Tadeau, and it was in New Orleans, and we were staying in Kenner, uh, Louisiana there. And it just happened to be one of those times where there was just the wrong people in the wrong space at the wrong time, and this giant motorcycle group pulls into the hotel that we're at. And one of Ken Shamrock's, one of the Lion Den guys, comes out and says something about the motorcycle because he really doesn't know. He, does, he has no idea. And so one of the bikers lips off. And all of a sudden we hear, hey, there's trouble out front. We go out front and it just starts becoming bikers coming one way and fighters and people from the UFC coming another way. And there was this one dude, one, I never forget the guy had glasses on, biker, right? And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, I know who those guys are. And he's looking at me and Ken Shamrock, right? And he goes, guys, we're all good, right? He goes, guys on the bikes, let's go. And they fucking take off. I go, that was probably one of the coolest things I ever saw. (laughs) Ken Ken and me are looking at each other and go, we really that ugly that people recognize us like that? No. One guy, they took off. I was like, well, that wasn't a fight. (laughs) 
That's great. So, so you you had the fight story. I had the non-fight story. I had the fight story. Yeah. Jeez. So. Yep. One more. Let's Someone do one more. asked, did Josh ever fight with a hangover? <laughs> <laughs> did I ever fight a real fight? Like in terms of like in, in a promotion? No. No, I actually I've always taken I've always taken fighting very seriously when it came to the actual fights and the but that's uh, really a bad question. Hold on. They're saying with a hangover. Yeah. They're not saying, did Josh ever fight inebriated? <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> that was the Miami show. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, that was one of say There's quite a few. Yeah, there's been quite a few. They may yeah. not have been professional fights that he got paid for. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird how dumb I was to fight for free for all those years. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah, one more. Uh, last one is from Young Barrymore. He says, John and Josh, what would it, what would it take for Bellator and UFC to cross promote champion versus champion? Uh, look, it, what would it take? It would a different take, thought process by somebody. It would, yeah, it would take <laughs> it would take a lot of money. It would have to be it would have to be a Floyd Mayweather type, Conor McGregor type fight that people are just like, you know what, this has got to happen. And I think both promotions would say fuck we've got to make it happen it's got to happen because there's just so much buzz so much media if you were this. gonna if you were gonna get the fans demanding a specific fight eventually the fans could make that happen yeah that's what it would take yeah other than that i don't see it happening yeah i agree yeah i agree yeah i think um i mean it could happen down the line a long ways down the line, but it just, it'd have to be one of those things where Bellator would have to level, it'd have to level up. It'd have to get to the point where it's like people. Now the media is covering Bellator as much as they're covering the UFC. And that's a long ways away. And, and even though I work for Bellator, it's still, there's a lot of work in progress and there's no different. I've had several conversations with, you know, um, with people from the UFC and people from Bellator and, and even other companies like one, everyone knows that they're, we're chasing the UFC right now, but there like, there is good fighters in every organization. It's just a matter of you've got to get the fans to want to see that one fight. If you're ever going to cross promote it, because yep. until then the UFC has no desire to do it. And it's very smart on their part. There's no reason for them to do it. Why should there be there? Yeah. They're they're right now considered the NFL. And why would you want to have your, why would you want your guys to play against the CFL doesn't make any sense, you know, or, or the, the college, uh, national champions, you, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to do that. They're just like, why? Cause if we have a bad showing then it makes us look bad, that's kind of where they're at right now. in the terms of what they were looking at, yeah, Bellator's got some room to go. But what I, what I am inspired by is the fact that we've got young, good, talented guys, you know, even like we just talked about AJ McKee. He's one of them, you know, and uh, even though Lima's getting older, he's still really good. There's a lot of good guys in the in 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 Bellator, but there's there's got a lot of room. They 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 have to they've got to get a bigger roster. They've they're not as deep. There's a lot of things that needs to happen, and that's just going to come with time, you know. And that's that's what that's really what it's going to come down to. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. I think you know if you look at all right, I'm going to make a little thing here. How long has Scott Coker now been in charge of Bellator? I would say for five years. I think it's six now. Four? Six. Is that okay? All right. So we'll say five, six years. So that's it kind of says something about, but when you take a look at the roster that he had, all right, when he 
first stepped into that position, I would think that there's got to be about two guys that I can think of that were on that board when he walked in the door that are still on that board today. That's all I can think of. That would be Douglas Lima. He would have been on the board. And Vitaly Minikoff. I don't think anybody else was. Maybe Czech Congo. If, you know, Czech Congo's still on that. What do you mean That's about on, it. on the board? On the roster. On the roster for Bellator at the time. So you've had... No, this Patricio and Pitbull. Ben Patricky were there. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah. You guys are wrong there again. Yeah, Patricky and so, Patricio. So there's a couple more. But you're looking at a total of, we'll say, 10 fighters uh, out of, you know, a roster of now 250 to 300. Yeah. You have about 10 fighters that possibly were there at that time. So that's a huge turnover, and that's what has to occur. You know, the UFC at the time, you know, going back, you know, they have a much bigger roster, 600 and some fighters, but a lot of those were there five and six years ago. So it, you know, it, there's been a huge switch over with what Coker's doing and it's working for him. It just takes time. Yeah. You know, this is not something that you just turn around in a year. It doesn't happen. It takes time. I, th I feel like right now with the UFC, I feel like what you're going to see with them now recently, you're going to see mm. a little bit of the purge, not like just the 60 fighters. You're going to see a lot more of that within the next year of fighters that are on their way out. Like we talked about the heavyweight division. A lot of that's going to get thinner. They're just going to start thinning it out and they're going to start bringing in those younger guys like a Kevin Holland and those guys. They're going to bring up those guys from that came from the contender series or whatever it is. They're cheaper. They're willing to go ahead and take chances and risks in the cage. They may not be as good, but the thing is, though, is over time they got the marketing behind them. They will pull. Yeah, they got the marketing behind them. But over time, with wins, they will gain confidence to become better. You know, and then um, that's you got to think in terms of the, that's what the UFC did in the beginning when Lorenzo and Dana first took over. They brought in a bunch of young talent, and they just hoped for the best in terms of it being able to pan out. You know, and a lot of it did at the time. A lot of it did. They got lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and they fought their asses off all those fighters. And then the more wins they got, the more confidence they got and the more confidence they had, the better they fought. And just, then they just started putting their marketing dollars behind them all. I mean, that's huge. And so in terms of those, the, the cross promotion, it, it's going to be a long time if it was ever, but like it really, for it to happen, it would have to be one. And the other thing as well, it's champion versus champion. That's the hardest part for each promotion to do because they have a lot to lose. If my champion loses to that, that means that I don't have the best guy anymore. You know, so that's the hard part. Like if you were saying like, I want to see this one fight and this one fighter and they're not champions, it still wouldn't get as much buzz. That's the problem. But then there's no, each promotion is really not losing as much. I'm not losing the fact that I, one of my champions lost to another champion in an organization. But then you're not, the money wouldn't be there. Do you understand? Like if it's not champion versus champion, the title means a lot to a lot of people in terms of watching that fight happen. Yep. I don't know. I, I would have to take, it would, it would end up taking a Conor McGregor slash Mayweather type fight, money fight for it to happen for them to want to do it. And that's why you saw Mayweather with Conor. That's why you saw that fight happen. Yeah, you saw the fans so wanted money. it. Yeah. The fans wanted the fight. There was a ton of money involved. Yep. Ton. All right, guys. Well, hey, I want to wrap this up. Thank you, guys. Also, go to mybookie.ag, mybookie.com. Use the promo code Wayne in. They're, look, they don't just cover MMA. I'm not just talking about MMA. They do football, baseball, basketball. Now that basketball is back in season, football now is getting to the playoffs. You guys, 
Your first initial deposit up to $1,000, they will give you 50% of your initial deposit, another $500. So um, check them out. If you guys are willing to gamble on football games, basketball games, hit them up. Use the promo code WayneIn at mybookie.com. Uh, John, you got anything else? Yeah, you could have even have bet that Derek, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who is the running back for the Tennessee Titans, was going to get 2,000 yards this year, and he did today with a 250-yard performance. Come on. Derrick Henry, you are a beast. He is. Go, dude. He's a savage. (laughs) What a homer. Amazing. What a homer. Tennessee. The other other part is you also could have gone and watched the Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell fight. Bet on that with your extra money that you could have gotten from my bookie and seen one of the best body shot knockouts Oh, my God. He hit that body with a left hand that was so solid. It even made Canelo happy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to catch the fight. Uh, but, you know, we will. We want to start covering more boxing. We got to start talking more boxing. He's t- you know what? He's calling out. He's calling out Javante Davis, calling out the tank. I don't know if he can, if Ryan can take the tank, dude. The tank can hit. That body he style, got, that body style he has. Smack. Is not MMA. It's that his body style is more for MMA. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I think I want to start covering more boxing. So let's we'll start doing some more boxing. I'm gonna do some more combat sports. And then we talked about Ryzen today with uh, Horaguchi. Yeah, so uh, also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash weighing in. Use the promo code. F- oh no, it's January first. There's no promo it is code. January first. No Our promo code. code does not work. The f- code right now is not. So work- you can put in F E I H T fit, and you will get exactly what you will get if you put in fight. Nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll try to get that established for you guys. A new promo code for you guys on that as well. Uh, some new shirts up as well. And uh, check those out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash weighing in. Go there and check out all of our our shirts. All right, guys. Absolutely. And uh, John got one last thing to say. Yeah, welcome to 2021, everyone, and we will see you.